Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Word Podcast. Still sort of out and about here and there in different locations, so it sounds a little different, but that's okay. I think you can still hear me all right. You know, in the last episode, I mentioned that there was some boldness that came about because of what has happened in the Lord Jesus Christ by the fact that these things were prophesied over, okay? That he was resurrected from the dead and that what happens to us as believers when we believe that, we're transformed, okay? We'll talk about that some other time. But I want you to see what happened with a couple of people in this narrative. We're in John chapter 19. And let me just back up a couple of verses. Verse 36 is where we were last time. For it says, these things came to pass to fulfill Scripture. Not a bone of him shall be broken. Verse 37. And again, another Scripture says, they shall look on him whom they pierced. Now watch what happens in verse 38. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea. So it's after these things are being spoken of, after Jesus died, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but a secret one for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate granted permission. So he came and took away his body. What we're going to see here in the very next verse talks about Nicodemus. You've got two people right here that are taking a chance and taking a great risk and had made a decision. Okay? They had made a decision. And when you look at uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and all of them give various insights into uh, what happened right here with these two people, Joseph and Nicodemus, you find out that something occurred in their life. They made a decision. I remember Nicodemus, we saw him over in John chapter 3. He had approached Jesus, and Jesus called him the leader of Israel, the teacher of Israel. He said, are you the teacher of Israel? And uh, and then he asked him a question about some stuff. These guys were Jewish people held in high esteem, okay? People of resource, because Joseph of Arimathea actually had the tomb, And it was prophesied. It was prophesied that Jesus would be counted with the rich. He'd be counted with the rich in his death. It didn't say Jesus, but he'd be counted with the rich in his death. And so what happens is Joseph of Arimathea decides, I'm going to go ask uh, Pilate for his body. Usually, you you would not do that. The bodies were usually dumped. You didn't want to have anything to do it. Particularly these two. Because remember, by this time, they're right, they're right at the cusp of celebrating Passover and unleavened bread. And they did not want to be ceremonially, uh, ceremonially <laughs> unclean. Remember, the Jewish leadership would not even go into Pilate's praetorium to talk to him. Pilate had to go out to talk to him because they didn't want to be unclean. These two right here decided that's enough of it. Neither one of them thought that Jesus should have been killed. Okay? And the other Gospels give us some insight into that. And so they literally, at this point in time, gave up a great deal. They gave up their Judaism right here by what they did. So watch what happens. Joseph, according to Mark, it says, uh, took up courage and went to see Pilate. In other words, he was sort of scared to do that. But he finally just said, I'm going to do this. He took up courage within himself, and he went and he asked Pilate for permission for the body of Jesus. And Pilate granted it. 
Normally you wouldn't do it. But Pilate was doing a lot of things for a couple for two or three reasons, to sort of salve his conscience because he knew he should have done something better. And then he did several of these things just to rub it in the Jewish leadership's face, okay? So Joseph of Arimathea goes off, and he takes away the body. Well, apparently while he's doing that, verse 39, Nicodemus, who was the first to come to him by night, remember that, John 3, also came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 100 pounds, of weight. So it's this huge uh, mixture of myrrh, aloe to prepare the body. Both of them would be now ceremonially unclean. They didn't care. They had heard the words of Jesus. Joseph is described as being a disciple of Jesus, but a secret one for fear of the Jews. You know, sometimes people will get very, very religious and very pious and say, well, if you're truly a disciple of Jesus, then uh, you, you will not be able to hire it hide it in secret even if somebody's trying well here's an example okay the scripture says he is a disciple being a disciple of jesus but a secret one for fear of the jews he was in the jewish leadership and he feared what was going on right here he didn't know what was happening so he just didn't proclaim it yet but he believed okay he believed nicodemus believed so verse 40 so they took the body of jesus and bound it in linen wrappings notice it's the body of jesus and bound it they didn't bind him. The hymn's already gone. The body, it, is still there. Bound it in linen wrappings with the spices, as is the burial custom of the Jews. So they lovingly and kindly and tenderly and surprisingly, can you imagine? Now, most of the disciples had already hit the road and run off. The ladies had hung around with John. But the ladies were not the ones that would have been uh, physically able, financially able, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, to take care of the body. Here are two Jewish leaders taking up the standard, taking up the burden, offering their resources, whether it be the myrrh and aloe, that would not have been inexpensive, whether it's offering a brand new tomb that is your own that nobody had ever been in, offering their resources. Now, verse 41. Now, in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb in which no one had yet been laid. Therefore, because of the Jewish day of preparation, since the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there. In other words, they didn't have time because of the holy days. They didn't have time because of all this kind of stuff to go about and do how they would normally do it. And they took the body there. And they laid the body there. And the other uh, scriptures... uh, Gospels tell us about how they rolled the stone over the entrance. And they left it there. And then it's just quiet. And it's sort of a dark time. For three days and three nights, the disciples hide. You know, they're terrified. We would have been terrified too, particularly with the knowledge they had. And the, you know, we look back with the knowledge we have and we say, well, I wonder why they didn't do this and that and all this kind of stuff. No, no, no. You don't do that in that way. <laughs> They were scared to death. You find them locking themselves in rooms for fear of the Jews, you know, that kind of stuff. They'd heard the word of the Lord. They knew what he said about dying, but they thought, well, did he really mean that? They also heard that he was coming back. And they also heard that they would see him again, but what did he mean by that? And boy, were they going to be in for a surprise, right? Anyway, again, I'm Dale. Take these things to heart. Bring him before the Lord. Ask the Lord. Say, what what does this mean, God? And he'll give you understanding. I'll see you later. Goodbye.